Welcome to the A-Level Biologist Podcast, bringing you the most exciting area in the world right now, covering education and business in life science. Your host is Ariane Mizarafi Ahi, who's on a mission to do for the body what the internet has done for the mind. He's a PhD dropout and the creator of the A-Level Biologist, your hub. Please give it up for Ariane and enjoy. Hi guys, how's it going? Did you know that 90% of A-Level Physics students are male? And now for some reason, 70% of A-Level Biology students, including visitors to my website, the A-Level Biologist, your hub, are female. What's going on? Didn't see that coming, did ya? Welcome to this podcast about the trials and tribulations of vocational professionals in life science, such as dentists. Many A-level biology students crave the opportunity to go on to do medicine or dentistry, fields apparently artificially limited to maintain their prestige in terms of how many students are allowed to go on and study them at uni. There's also a heavy cultural lie to these fields, where parents pass the profession down to their kids, and historically there has been a sense of financial privilege and exclusivity associated with pursuing these jobs. I thought... What better way to get a few insights into, for example, what it's like being a dentist, since it just so happens that my mother is one. Please welcome Ariana, who's worked as an NHS dentist in the UK for 10 years after living and qualifying in Romania in 1991. Mother, how did you end up going into dentistry back in your day? My mother sent me to do dentistry in order to have more money than her, and she wasn't a dentist anyway. And um, she asked me to study hard, so I studied. I learned biology, chemistry, physics, and I just passed the test to the dentist school. So this is how I become a dentist. What's the earliest age that you remember your mother telling you to become a dentist? Eight, nine, when she sent me to the dentist, she said, oh, you need to be like him. That's quite early. So what was your mother's job then? She was a shop assistant. And your father? He was a footballer. That's not quite the whole story, is it? Yeah. They got divorced, but this is what their job was. So definitely not dentists. Definitely not dentists. Definitely not going into uni. So I was the first one in my family. So did you even have time to consider what you wanted to do? Yes, I wanted to be a ballerina. Then I wanted to go to the uh, ski school. Uh, So she kept just taking me home and saying, go do your homework, go do your homework. I like to sing. I still sing in a choir now, so it's a hobby. But yeah, definitely I couldn't see myself being a dentist, no way. So essentially, all of this has been a result of your mother's advice. Yes, I was a good child, so I listened to my mom. Okay, so as previously covered, you have now worked as a dentist in the UK and in Romania. And we're going to find out if there are any differences. Stay tuned. You've worked in Romania and in the UK. Tell us the differences. 
in Romania you're respected as a dentist and no one it's no one it's judging you for your treatment or for what you want to do uh, and they bring you lots of gifts and they bring you cheese or apples or uh, a chicken or whatever they have in their <laughs> garden <laughs> so it's a very funny life in UK you need to protect yourself from complaints from lawyers who wants to sue you uh, because there are lots of money involved so it's a lot of responsibility and instead of doing your job you're actually spending time writing your notes because if it did if it didn't it, it is not written it didn't happen so if you do something but actually forget to put on your notes the patient can sue you get lots of money and this is destroying your your self-confidence and this is uh, making you to do like a uh, self-defensing dentistry so you're afraid to actually do your job properly so is that to say that you think it's better to work in Romania than in the UK in in a sense yes because uh, you're not stressed you're just doing your job the way you want it to do so you're not thinking oh my god what this patient can sue me about or oh, what uh, what did I omitted in my notes? Did I put this? Did I put that? So you need to write everything what it can happen, that the risk and the complication and everything. So in what way is it better in the UK? It's better in the UK um, just, I don't know, for the same reason, for the money. But even in Romania, if you have your own private practice, you can earn the same amount of money or even more. So you're saying there's actually no benefit to be working as a dentist in the UK than in Romania? No. Of course, the connotation of utter wealth and dentistry is a big one. We'll find out the reality of it in just a second. The A-Level Biologist podcast is sponsored by the alevelbiologist.co.uk, a high school biology resource with over 1 million visits that covers over half a thousand trackable and searchable topics. Pretty Heady from the studentroom.co.uk says, I've struggled so much with feeling overwhelmed with biology revision and I don't know where to start. But your website is just what I need. It tells me all the information I need and the knowledge I need to then build on and it's written in a way that soaks straight up into my brain. For some reason, I remember everything you have written. Thanks so much. You're very welcome, Pretty Hetty. The alevelbiologist.co.uk offers great value student and teacher subscriptions and scholarships while supporting health and education charities. Visit the alevelbiologist.co.uk today. A lot of people associate dentistry with bags and bags of money. Is it true? No. You cannot make money from dentistry. You need to do dentistry if you're really passionate about If not, you won't survive and obviously you won't make money. You just make yourself a hell of a life. That is very deep. This is NHS dentistry. Private may be different, but NHS in the UK, it's very sad. So if you do like it, then you can make money? 
Yes, because you just do your passion. You don't worry about making money. You don't worry about uh, patient complaining about you. You just do your job like a surgeon. So the patient is there, it's sleeping. You just do your job and you don't have to be responsible in front of him. Right, I'm going to ask Mariana to put her money where her mouth is and see how much she makes coming up next. So, what is the most you've made in a month? Before or after tax? Before tax. 19,000. £19,000 in a month. And you said this isn't a lot of money? No, this was just one month, one accidentally month. Usually you make like four. Okay, so it was an accident. You accidentally made £19,000. I accidentally worked a lot. <laughs> How come? I was a locum. I was saying like 40 patients a day. So. What is a locum? Locum is someone who's replacing a dentist who's on holiday or ill or whatever it's a replacement so how come you make so much more money because locums are paid double because they are needed so it's an urgent replacement they are desperate for you so they pay you so the normal amount would be more like four thousand instead of nineteen thousand exactly and that's not a lot of course it's not a lot well the average salary is many times less than that so in what way is that not a lot in the way that you pay your insurance, in the way that you pay, pay your GDC registration, in the way that you pay your taxes, your courses, your whatever courses on top of your qualifications, you've got lots of expenses. So what are you left with then? A thousand. So you are essentially left with the same as the average national wage. Minus the stress and the responsibility, yes. So are you saying you're actually worse off than just working a regular average job? Or exactly, this is what I'm saying. More happy to be in Starbucks and sell coffee. <laughs> that is an extreme statement. This is what NHS dentistry is doing with you in 10 years. <laughs> you are scaring everyone off now. I am, of course. You should have taken this interview 10 years ago and I was more optimistic and more happy. I was thinking, oh, I'm going in the UK. I'll be a dentist. I'll open my own practice. I'll be someone. Now I'm just a number, a performer number. <laughs> so obviously these challenges put the earnings into perspective. Now... We'll find out more about how hard it can really be in just a second. Now, of course, healthcare work can be very stressful. Have you had any experience with a patient that was almost unbelievable? Yes. A patient was drunk and he wanted to hug me and the nurse and he actually jumped on us and we had to call the police and the manager was forced to show him the zero tolerance policy that sounds pretty intense it was intense was that the worst experience you have had apart from uh, people biting my fingers like a regular basis yeah. <laughs> and gagging on me and spitting on me and uh, yeah 
How often does that happen? The biting or the spitting? <laughs> the biting. At least two times a day. Mostly <laughs> nervous patients who hate me anyway. I hate dentists with their biting your finger. So it seems like we have covered the bad and the ugly. Let's see if we can find the good in just a second. What moments do you look back on in your career as a dentist that made it really special? I had a child once uh, and she was four years old. And after the checkup, she just came to me and said, can I give you a hug, my dentist? And she made my day for a couple of hours. So I was happy. Then I had some patient bringing me profiteroles. They are making my days also for a couple of weeks. And um, yeah, and the most rewarding is when a patient is just shaking your hand and say, okay, thank you. See you next time. So it's all about the people. But you work with people, do you? So it's a very human-facing job. It is a very human-facing job. Now, lots of students will be very keen on getting even more real-life advice uh, before going to university and choosing their careers. What would be your advice to them? If you really like to work with people, if you really like to see fear every single day and get detached of it, if you really like to work in a small, crowded, dark space and fight with a strong muscle, which is the tongue, uh, if you really like to work in a team with your nurse every single day, uh, and if you don't think about making money at all, if you're, uh, you need a good spine, obviously, and you need to be healthy and strong because you cannot be a depressed dentist, uh, and you need to be really happy and chappy and optimistic because they come into the surgery, tell you, I hate dentists, so you need to start telling them jokes and funny stories then go for it. If you go just for the money, then run a mile. (laughs) That's pretty good advice. Thank you for joining me, Mariana. Thank you for listening. And remember, if there is no evidence for something, it doesn't mean it's not true. It just means it's not known. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's me again. Didn't see that coming, did ya? I'm here to thank you for the phenomenal growth in the past season and ask you to take a part in next season's success. Share this episode and add your review now. Thank you so much and see you in the next one.